Good day to you, whatever platform you're watching me or listening to me on today, whether it's on podcast or on YouTube or on Facebook. This is Pilot Talk. First of all, I apologize that we've not done this in a while. Um, it's due to some issues and circumstances beyond our control. Um, but I hope we can be steadfast in this new season um, and bring you good content with regards to the social political developments in Nigeria. Today we'll be I've got some exciting topic issues that I want to talk about. Um if time permits us we'll take them all. A lot has been happening in the Nigeria social political space in the last one month I should say. Um but let's just talk about the ones that a bit more recent and more present to Nigerians or the most present to Nigerians um, as far as the country is concerned. So the first one we'll be talking about today is the Bruhaha surrounding Ruga. To start with, what is Ruga? Ruga, um, as pronounced by the federal government, um, it's the rural grazing area is basically it's called Ruga settlement which is um allocation of rural grazing area basically for um animal farmers um but specifically we'll say cattle herders in this case because we all know that that's been the main thing that affects nigerians um vis-a-vis castle rustling the herder, headsman, farmer clashes all over Nigeria. So, but let's use the proper term as defined by the makers or the authors of this policy. Um, according to Garba Shields, a well-known spokesperson to the president, he said the objective behind Ruga settlement, as he said, is, I'll read it out, he says, Ruga settlement seeks to settle migrant pastoral families simply means rural settlements in which animal farmers, not just cattle herders, will be settled in an organized place with provision of necessary and adequate basic amenities such as schools, hospitals, roads, clinics, vet clinics, markets, um, manufacturing, manufacturing entities sorry, that will process and add value to meat and animal products. So basically, it's just saying cattle herders that usually that largely nomadic and travel around Nigeria will be settled in various states and sort of made into a community, if you like. And this was announced by the federal government, um, and they described that that it was going to happen in concert with the state uh, government that are willing. To join, to join this program. Well, I'll be judgmental from the from the go. I was gonna do this in a methodic manner, but I'll be judgmental from the beginning. And to me, that sounds like basically just reappropriation of other people's land for cattle herders or animal uh, farmers just. In the name of policy change 
So, but I've got some contradictions. Um, this, sorry, this whole Ruga settlement thing, can't, it has a bit of, it's contradictory to the policies that has been set by the federal government in, in concert with the state governors, which they arrived at at the National Executive Council. Um, about how to tackle the issue of clashes between the cattle herders and the farmers. While, meanwhile, while the federal sorry, while the federal government has cancelled or suspended the implementation of Ruga, the announcement was made by the governor of Mbonyi State, who's, who chairs the um, initiative on national livestock transformation plan and i'll read his announcement he said we are aware today that mr president has suspended the implementation of ruga program initiated and being implemented by federal ministry of agriculture and natural resources because it is not consistent with the NEC and federal government approved national livestock transformation plan nlp nltp which has programs of rehabilitation of displaced IDPs resulting from the crisis and also developments of ranches in any willing state of the Federation. Key phrase here, inconsistent with the federal government and National Executive Council approved policy of national livestock transformation. If it's inconsistent, who made it? Obviously, it's the same Federal Ministry of Agriculture is part of the federal government. And the National Executive Council consists of the president. Um, is chaired by the vice president. National Economic Council, sorry. is chaired by the vice president. And also, the vice president's office has distanced themselves from this Ruga policy that they know nothing about it. So, the question is, who is making these policies we all know that the issue of cattle herders and farmers it's a pressing concern to all nigerians that needs to be addressed it's far spread from the north now down to the south um many states in the southwest are already feeling the pinch of um clashes between farmers and herdsmen as well so what brings me to my next um question why the contradiction because for people that don't know the national livestock transformation plan has been approved by state governors it was the discussion they had the discussion about it in january and it's been approved by the state governor under the auspices of the vice president chairman of NEC, to for states that are willing and the program was going to be implemented in seven pilot states. I think the states include Adamawa, Benue, Kaduna, Plato, Nasarawa, Taraba, and Zamfara states. It was decided all in January. And focal points of the NL, uh, NLTP is to address the crisis between herders and farmers and to bring about the implementation of ranches so open grazing could be 
whittle down or curtail to prevent the frequent clashes between the headsmen and the farmers, which I think is acceptable to most Nigerians. Anyone who wants to rear cattle should rear the cattle in a ranch. Yeah, it's okay if the government can subsidize the uh, creation of ranches, for, but even cattle rearing is a private business. So anyone that wants to go into cattle rearing goes into cattle rearing. It shouldn't be the problem with the government. So, but the focus of NL, NLTP include it's not limited to just um, cattle and uh, cattle herders and farmer crisis. It includes conflict resolution, um, humanitarian relief, early recovery, human capital development, and economic investments and economic investment. So which obviously one would expect would improve the value chain of uh, cattle rearing, you know, from the rearing of the cattle up to the meat production and supply and, and, and all that, which is a good thing because that could actually be an industry that could be further developed into um, contributing on the large scale to our GDP. But... That said, you, you wonder why if one was made in January and most people or most governors agreed to it, why the sudden introduction of Ruga by Federal Ministry of Agriculture, a policy that the federal government has come around to suspend, which they agree is inconsistent with the one they had in the National Economic Council meeting a discussion in January and mind you the NLTP was a policy that was it was made after a lot of hard work research and consultation this Ruga has just come out of nowhere no one even knows the brain behind it and it just feeds into the frenzy of Nigerians where you've got some Nigerians that are skeptical about the government's disposition to the invasion of their lands and um, to the invasion of their lands, the 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 demeanor or the disposition of the federal government to it, if you like, some people are apprehensive because they, they think that the cattle herders are emboldened by the lackadaisical, if you like, or the nonchalant attitude of the federal government in addressing. Um, the issue of the conflict and also it's a kind of it kind of underlines the um the, the acquiescence or approval of the crime the carnage that has been carried out by the herdsmen in, in the past so it begs uh, it begs an, an answer the reason why we have such contradiction we have one policy that's that's favored by many and you have one policy that looks like imposition on the people from nowhere without dragging this on for too long um what are the possible things that oh my this is highly my opinion um on this and in the introduction and suspension of this policy one 
hate to admit it. I hate to say this. Um, it kind of shows the a bit of a bit of cluelessness by the government of the day, because if left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing, then you can't have a valid or a credible policy direction, no matter how good your intentions are. So, um, as far as I know, Ruga wasn't mentioned in the 2019 appropriation uh, bill. So, if it wasn't appropriated, where's the money to fund Ruga? Where is it coming from? So, is it another slush fund to just um, to just feed into a program that is not actually well thought out? Um, the other the other uh, question is. Who is actually influencing whose decision was Ruga? If the if it's inconsistent with the policy or the agreement of the federal government and the National Economic Council, that includes all the governors and the, the chaired chaired by the vice president. So who is influencing the policy? Yeah, I know the spokesperson of the president came out to vehemently defend Ruga when he was introduced. The question is, yes, the president might be aware of it. It doesn't decide everything that happens in the country. So, who are the influences behind the introduction of Ruga? And also, who does Ruga serve, actually? Because when, when I look at the policy statement of Garbashehu again, it kind of... A little bit of the echoes what's in the National Livestock Transformation Plan. But creating a community within communities just because of cattle herders is appalling. Without being able to find the right word, is appalling because why would we why why will cattle herders need better clinics than someone that's not a farmer that or, or that's not a cattle herder and lives in a community why would they need their own hospitals why can't they use the hospital other people are using why would they need um yeah i get maybe you want to have a bespoke market but i don't see why they can't be integrated they cannot be properly integrated policies like that can't be properly integrated into community where Anyone that wants to sell their cattle or sell their meat, sell it in the normal open market or market as um, designed by the state government, they conduct their business without fear or favor. Why do cattle herders have to be given special attention? So I still, I'm still quite worried about about why why that is the case why can't they just why can't the communities be better so and they live in the in community if the people of the community welcome them um but why give them why superimpose them on other people um another thing that um I also confuses me is the fact that a significant number of this cattle herders carry sophisticated weapons even the kids among them
who proliferates the harms they carry. Obviously, a kid of 15, 16, 17 will do not have access to an AK-47. But yeah, some of them still carry weapons as sophisticated as this. So clearly, someone is actually giving these weapons to this um cattle herders and most likely such people have significant interest in the cattle business so where are these weapons coming from so when we're talking about resettling the hands you're not addressing the heart of the problem because that doesn't serve the people that actually facilitating or financing this um, ungodly act for their own benefit, if you like. So, moving them into a contained environment alone does not actually address the problem of the, the people that are actually causing, are responsible for the problems or the um, clashes. It also indicates the government's willingness to always negotiate conflict. Yeah, we've seen this over and over again. When President Muhammad Buhari was going to be elected into office in 2015, he talked tough. He campaigned and his first speech was on three main uh, stands. Economy, corruption and security i think i'm not sure if it's economy but no corruption and security are there i'm guessing it's like economy if you know if you think it's something else just comment the uh, comment below and to correct me i stand to be corrected on that one but what we've seen so far yeah Boko Haram was going to be defeated in three months yeah that took almost how long yeah it's still ravaging the northern part of nigeria to date even though the government is saying technically they've defeated boko haram but while still defeating boko haram we've had the um, kidnapping of the dapchi girls we've gone um a long time before we recovered a large number of the chibok girls which was negotiated it wasn't as a result of defeat of the boko haram so we're having the um, Cattleheaders crisis now, where people are being maimed and killed and raped on a daily basis, and the solution, the first solution of the federal government is to just, is to think, those people need to be appeased. Without necessarily addressing the crimes that are being committed by these people, the atrocities that are being committed by these people, I watched the interview of um. Um. Abu, um, one of the spokesperson of um, uh, my Yeti Allah, uh, I, I believe that they have two factions now, the peace uh, group of it. And when he was asked whether he knows who are responsible for the uh, these crimes and these clashes, he said that well, it's the job of the security operatives to figure out. And I quite agree with him. It's the job of the security operatives to figure out. But why are they not doing it? Why are they not being empowered 
to actually overcome or be equipped enough to overcome insurrections and civil unrest and clashes like this once things like this get on large scale what we end up doing is just negotiating ourselves out of the problem pay like some of money to some people or powers that be then another one springs up again if our institutions are not strong enough we will never be able to to adequately defend uh, um, our national um, security we will never be able to have a robust national security for our people which is the first responsibility of um, of a government it's not only um, protection from foreign incursion or external aggression internal aggressions too need to be quelled and you need to have a robust uh, security mechanisms to actually protect the lives of the people as far as i'm concerned way forward in you know i believe that animal farming and uh, cattle business it's a private business it's it's not ideal to have the federal government give it a special attention from what i don't see why it should have a special attention any more than maize or cassava uh, cassava farmers or poultry farmers the fact that it's causing clashes between like, between two factions between the herders and farmers and even ordinary residents of the of host communities it's enough to tell the federal government that resettling them or legitimizing their um their their influence uh, or their intimidation on host communities and innocent citizens is leaves a lot to be desired if i'm honest it leaves a lot to be desired it's just emboldening their dastard acts and the government has no business wading into um into private businesses if the government wants to help as a whole the government can and it's it's in the interest of nigerians or, or nigeria as a country if businesses thrive but not at the expense of lives of ordinary citizens. Um, another thing it, that I noticed why this has to be looked at carefully is the cattle herders are largely nomads. So they don't stay in one place for a long time. So how do you force them to settle in a community? So at the end of the day, it'd be a wanton waste of resources. And the purpose for which such, <coughs> excuse me, such investment is made will be a waste. So it's, as far as I'm concerned, it, it is a waste of resources. And the acquisition of sophisticated weapons like i mentioned earlier is obviously done by some people the powers that be so we need to review our gun laws because as much as it's nigeria is not a community like america where you can walk into 
a gun shop or a gun mart and just purchase a gun and get yourself licensed and all that in no time but notwithstanding, it seems like one thing that people can get so we ease as long as you have the money so we need to revisit our gun laws and be tough, be tough on our gun laws so guns are not readily available i know that's gonna be a difficult one because obviously a large number of these guns are recycled from uh, acquisition that politicians have acquired for the purpose of the general election and elect now that elections are over obviously those guns have really have no use so obviously most of these guns flew but the important thing is we need to revisit the gun laws and how guns are being acquired by these people that's a crime on its own so just seeing someone in the bush carrying ak-47 even if that person even if that person is not coming to attack you it's scary enough it is scary enough and our immigration laws obviously needs to be looked at not only immigration law immigration machinery needs to be looked at because obviously um a good number uh, there are indications that a good number of this herders are even foreigners are aliens if, if you like who come from neighboring countries like niger republic chad and the rest of them they've got no interest in actually making nigeria better if they're coming because they only come into forming trouble and they can leave at any time so we need to readdress the border situation of nigeria it's not everyone that just flies and lands at muritala or uh the um airport in abuja is needs to be properly vetted or checked people that that getting across or over the borderline on foot and on motorcycles really need to be looked at if we don't block these loopholes these loopholes there's no point making phantom policies that will gulp billions and billions of naira and will dissipate in no time so the government needs to look at this and when the national livestock transformation plan will be implemented to these things have to be put um on the front burner they have to be at the mind in the mind of the people responsible for the implementation of this plan while implementing it it's a good way to actually waste resources again it could be a policy with good intention it's a question of whether it will survive the period uh, the program is meant to be the plan is between 2019 to 2028 that's a long time no governor will be in power between 2019 and 2028 so 
it has to be done with the right intention. It's not enough to actually force the state government to or or persuade them to sign up for a policy when other things that are equally as important are taken care of. If you pull even if you pull all um cattle herders in a ranch, how about the weapons that most of them have? How about the next person that's gonna carry harm and form a sinister um movement to uh, foment trouble and be a threat to national security that's my take on deruga if you have any comments about it comments in the section below or send us an email at podcast at shagmarkingpelu.com on to the next one see ya